Hello guys so welcome The book today we gonna read is The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg Description This instant classic explores how we can change our lives by changing our habits Short proactive and useful by Jim Collins a flat out get great read David Allen best selling author of Getting Things Done Analysis entertaining enjoyable fascinating a serious look at the science of habit formation and change the new york best the new york times book review sounds interesting right so let's deep dive leap down into the book why do what we do in life and business what is this book is about The Power of Habit recounts a number of useful illustrations of roles of habits in individuals, organizations and societies and follows up with practical techniques to recognize and constantly direct the things that really control our behavior and results. The power of habit is the ability to automate willpower, turning a painfully scarce resource into an infinite one. Put this book subject matter into practice and the change results and change in results will be profound. about the author Charles Duhigg is an investigative reporter for the New York Times he is a winner of National Academy Academics of Sciences National Journalism and George Polk Awards and was a 2009 Pulitzer Prize finalist he is a frequent contributor American Life NPR PBS News Hour and Frontline A graduate, a graduate of Harvard Business School and Yale College, he lives in Brooklyn with his wife and two kids. Chapter by chapter summary of the power of habit. Part one: the habits of individuals. The habit loop: how habits work. The book begins with the story of Egwene Paule. A 71-year-old man who lost the medical temporal lobe of his brain to viral encephalitis. The rest of Eugen's brain remained perfectly intact and he had no problem remembering anything that occurred prior to 1960, but suffered from total short-term memory loss, unable to retain the knowledge of any new event for more than a minute and constantly repeating his words and actions from a minute before. Eugen had no memory of his grandchildren and could not even tell you where this kitchen where his kitchen or bedroom was located even when he was sitting in his own home however make sure Eugen got some exercise his wife had begun talking him on a walk around the block each day she became frantic one day which he disappeared which when he disappeared only to show 15 minutes later after talking the walk by himself he couldn't draw a simple map of his block or even tell you where his house was but he began taking the same walk around the block every day eugen has demonstrated what scientists has suspected but never before proved that habits are formed and operate entirely separately from the part of the brain responsible for memory later tests confirm that we learn and make unconscious choices without having to remember anything about the lesson or decision making your brain is constantly seeking new ways to effort to save effort and is always chunking sequences of actions into automatic routines backing out the driveway for example requires over a dozen separate actions 
but how many of us is daily without a second thought how many of us do it with a second thought the habit process consists of three step loop the habit loop first one q a trigger that tells your brain to go into automatic mode and which routine to use routine physical mental or emotional behavior that follows the cue reward a positive stimulus that tells your brain that routines works well and is worth remembering simply understanding how habits work makes them much easier to control by learning to observe the cues and rewards we can change the routines if you believe you can change if you make it a habit the change becomes real charles duhigg the power of habit chapter 2 the craving brain how to create new habits it might surprise you to learn that in early 20 america 20th america hardly anyone brushed their teeth in fact so many recruits during world war i had rotting teeth world war 1 had rotting teeth that government officials declared poor dental hygiene a national security risk that's all changed however when a marketing genius by the name of called hopkins was convinced by an old friend to apply his skills to hawking toothpaste who was the man responsible for taking on like goodyear and quaker oats and turning them into household names his signature tactic was to tap into the habit loop by anchoring the product to specific trigger regardless of how preposterous the connection quaker oats for example owes its success to cloud because being able to convince america that it provide 24 hour energy but only if you ate a bowl every morning cloud chose similar cue to turn toothpaste into a national habit his ads read just run your tongue across your teeth you'll feel a feeling that what makes your teeth look off color and invites decay after giving people the cue he continued with images of beautiful white smiles and statement note how many pretty teeth are seen everywhere millions are using a new method of teeth cleaning why should any woman have dingy film on her teeth pepsodent removes the film the claim was downright false the film is a naturally occurring membrane and toothpaste doesn't do anything to remove it however the cue was universal and easily apparent and people bought the connection to the reward beautiful teeth within a decade toothpaste usage has expanded from 7% to the population to 65% the author constants contrasts this success with the abysmal failure of png's febreze when it first come it came into the market it was a legitimate technological marvel that worked like a charm the problem was phenomenon of human olfactory system that causes people to become used to any smell and lose the ability to detect it the lady with nine cats and a house order to the match had no cue sufficient to induce her to use the product that would probably transform her social life saying that let us know what is olfactory system olfactory system is a sense is a sensory system used for smelling
going back the lady with nine cats and house order to the match had no sufficient queue to induce her to use the product that would probably transform her social life png executives were about to axe the product when the product management team discovered what scientists already knew that a habit is only formed when the brain begins to anticipate and crave the reward the moment the queue is introduced before the routine is even complete what scientists already knew that a habit is only formed when the brain begins to anticipate and crave the reward the moment the queue is introduced before the routine is even completed you can't sell a product that provides scentless restlessness because there is no queue available for the brain to anticipate febrez sales went through the roof once png began marketing the product instead as an air freshener a product to be used as final step of cleaning routine to make the room pleasant aromatic once people tried the product they began to crave the clean smell from the fishing from the finishing sprints of febris only later did png began to mention the real value of product the breakthrough chemical formula that actually eliminates odors rather than just cover them it is here that the authors reveal cloud hopkins technically really had little impact on sales of pepsodent toothpaste techniques really had little impact on sales of pepsodent Pem- plenty of other toothpaste companies were using similar techniques long before pe- pepsodent came up in reality the popular the particular toothpaste success was completely accidental without foreseeing the impact of choice pepsodent had included citric acid mint oil and other ingredients that created the now familiar cool tingling effect that feeling created a cue people missed the feeling when they forgot to brush their teeth the tingling serves absolutely no purpose other than to let people know the product is working the foam in today's toothpaste is similarly unnecessary form of functional point of view rather than to change a habit you must keep the old cue and deliver the old reward but insert a new routine chapter 3 the golden rule of habit change why transformation occurs tony dungi changed the game of american football with a counter intuitive coaching approach instead of trying to outmatch his opponents with thicker playbooks and complex schemes tony drilled his team only a few key plays he did everything he could to get his team to stop thinking and react based on habit instead tony knew that habits can't usually be overcome instead a habit can only be changed if a new routine is successfully inserted into the process with the same cue and same reward he trained his team to automatically link the cues they already knew to different on-field routines once that involved less complexity fewer choices and more subconscious reactions in succession with approach tony turned two abysmal teams into championship contenders perhaps the most famous and widespread example of successful habit change is the 12 step program of alcoholics anonymous the author is fascinated by how a physical addiction with psychological and genetic roots is frequently conquered by an 
unscientific unstructured and largely arbitrary system arbitrary system that addresses neither the psychiatric or biology biochemical factors that experts say are foundation of alcoholism the first key is that aa inserts a new routine into the cue or reward sandwich by identifying what needs the alcohol is fulfilling escape relaxation companionship anxiety relief etc and providing a similar type of relief through the aa group however this efficient to keep alcoholics and you and i from falling off the wagon when the stress of life boil over there is one other crucial element belief while current scientific knowledge of the mechanisms of belief is is severely limited the fact nevertheless remains belief is an ingredient and a skill that makes habit change possible and even begins to spill into other areas of life see chapter 2 of think and grow rich summary for more importance on nebulous concept of belief saying that let us see what is nebulous mean nebulous is the form of cloud or haze vague or ill defined and the etymology comes from cloudy nebula means cloud so nebulous is cloudy vague or ill defined belief in the intervention of high power was a common theme in research into aa success but other people likewise play a large role the author quotes Todd Heather's Heatherton one of the authors of 2005 UC Berkeley Brown and NIH study of the power of aa's method change occurs among other people it seems real when we can see it in other people eyes the golden rule of habit change you can't extinguish a bad habit you can only change it change might not be fast as it isn't always easy but with time and effort almost any habit can be reshaped part 2 the habits of successful organizations chapter 4 keystone habits of the ballard of paul o'neil which habits matter most in october 1987 paul o'neil stepped on stage to deliver his first speech to investors as the new ceo of fortune 500 manufacturer alcoa New CEOs usually followed a fairly standard script about costs and profits, the evils of government interference and promises to implement various business buzzwords. Instead to his audience great perplexity, Paul opened with I want to talk to you about the worker safety. He expounded on his goal of making Alcoa a zero injury work place before proceeding to point out the fire exits in the room. and instruct his audience on their use in case of emergency more than one audience member questioned his sanity more than one audience member questioned his sanity paul was immensely successful in his stated safety goals by his retirement 11 years later alcoa went from having about an accident a week at each plant to boasting a worker injury rate that was 1/12 the national average more interestingly however alcoa income had risen 500% and its market capitalization had increased by 27 billion dollars when o'neil took the job alcoa was criticized for poor quality and slow workforce 
his predecessor tried to mandate quality improvements and result was 15,000 employee strike. Looking back, O'Neill explained, I knew I had to transform Alcova, but you can't order people to change. That's not how the brain works, so I decided I was going to start by focusing on one thing. If I could start disrupting the habits around one thing, it could spread throughout the entire company. He used what's called a keystone habit, a habit that causes a chain reaction of habit disruption. During this time, as a government employee, government employee, Paul had learned to recognize how institutional habits governed processes and suboptimal with suboptimal results. During this time as government employee, Paul had learned to recognize how institutional habits governed processes with suboptimal results. Paul instituted a better habit loop at Alcoa whenever there was an injury. The unit president was required to provide Paul with an injury report as well as action plan to ensure that type of injury never happened again within 24 hours routine. The promotion was dependent on compliance with this requirement. For a unit president to meet the 24-hour deadline, he needed to hear about the injury from his VP as soon as it happened. The VP had to be in constant communication with the floor managers. The floor manager had to rely on workers for safety sessions. So they would have VP when he asked for a plan. As these patterns shifted to meet the safety requirements, other aspects of company also began to change. Better safety quickly translated into increased quality and efficiency. There are many other keystone habits in various areas of life that leads to wider shifts in behavior. For example, for example, people who begin an exercise habit typically find that they naturally eating better, being more productive at work and feels less stressed. Typically people who exercise start eating better and becoming more productive at work. They smoke less and show more patience with colleagues and families. They use their credit card less frequently and say they feel less stressed. Exercise is a keystone habit that triggers widespread change. Charles Duhigg. This is a vast there is a vast chasm, however, between understanding this principle and actually applying it. Identification of a keystone relevant keystone habit requires a trial and error approach. With the goal of finding what author calls a small win, a minor advantage that sets into motion patterns that have a much larger impact. For example, 2009 weight loss study found one such small win where the researchers instructed one group of participants to make no lifestyle changes other than keeping a daily food log about what they eat. The participants naturally began to identify patterns which made them want to do a better job of planning ahead for their meals which in turn led to healthier food. The group that keep the food log lost twice as much weight as other study participant. The group that kept food log lost twice as much as weight as the other study participants. Chapter, fi- <coughs> Chapter 5 Starbucks and habit of success when willpower becomes automatic. Scientists have known for many years that willpower is an essential ingredient for success, even more so than intelligence. In one famous Stanford study from 1960s, 
researcher sat down four years olds at a table with a single marshmallow and told them that they could either eat it immediately or wait till researcher come back 15 minutes and earn an extra marshmallow the researchers later tracked down kids when they were in high school and found that ones who could maintain their self control long enough to earn marshmallows as four year old now had better grades sat scores and social success the book the marshmallow test is titled based on this experiment and is a great read itself we also know that we all have a limited supply of willpower in a case western study from 1990s researchers instructed a group of students to skip a meal then then sat them down each one in front of two bowls one bowl contained fresh delicious choco chip cookies while other held somewhat less apparently less appetizing radishes half were told to eat only cookies and others were told to eat only radishes the researchers then gave the students an impossible puzzle to complete none of the students knew that puzzle was impossible none of the students knew one second none of the students knew that the puzzle was impossible but the students who had just consumed the radishes gave up far sooner than the students who had just eaten the cookies an average of 8 minutes as compared to 19 minutes of perseverance for the cookie eaters this 60% disparity was caused by depletion of radish eaters will power when they had to resist the cookies this is why you don't want to waste your will power in the morning or tedious or unimportant tasks that writing like writing emails in addition numerous studies have shown that exercising will power in one area like exercise or academics you will increase your reserve of will power and be able to apply in other areas of life However none of these changes are enough to consistently exercise sufficient will power the key is something that has been integral to success of coffee chain starbucks methodical planning of a routine for those inflection points were pain and temptation of the strongest where pain and temptation of the strongest starbucks training system guide employees through the identification of inflection points such as when an angry customer is yelling because they got the wrong drink and matching of the inflection point to one of the company's dozens of routines by choosing a certain behavior ahead of time will power becomes a habit and employees are able to service that makes customers keep coming back for expensive lattes saying that let us know what is inflection point in differential calculus and uh, differential geometry an inflection point point of inflection flex is a point of smooth plane curve at which the curvature changes sign
another key to starbucks success is the way that company encourages employees to use their own intellect and creativity in a study of university of albany students were put in front of tray of cookies the researchers nicely asked half the students not to eat the cookies explained them the purpose of experiment and thanked them for contributing their time the researchers told the other of not to eat cookies without explaining the experiment's purpose or thanking them in a unrelated standard computerized focus test afterward the first group significantly outperformed the second while scientists may not completely understand the mechanisms of the process yet it is clear that people perform better and have much greater willpower when they feel like what they doing is a personal choice and when they understand the purpose when people are just following orders willpower becomes much more difficult way company another key to starbucks success is the way that companies encourage employees to use their own intellect and creativity in a study at university of albany students were put in front of tray of cookies the researchers nicely asked half of the students not to eat the cookies explained them the purpose of experiment and thanked them for contributing their time the researchers told the other half not to eat cookies without explaining the experiment's purpose or thanking them in an unrelated standard computerized focused test afterward the first group significantly outperformed the second while scientists may not completely understand the mechanisms of process yet it is still clear that people perform far better and have much greater willpower when they feel like what they are doing is a personal choice and when they understand the purpose when people are just following orders willpower becomes much more difficult willpower isn't just a skill it's a muscle like the muscles in your arms or legs it just gets tired or it works harder as it works harder so less power left over for other things chapter 6 chapter 6 the power of a crisis how leaders create habits through accident and design the author contends there are no organizations without institutional habits there are only places where they are deliberately designed and places where they are created without forethought all companies have unspoken routines that make it possible to operate otherwise firm leaders would never be able to keep up with all the new permutations of decision making that frontline workers deal with every day while an organization may think it is making deliberate decisions via formal research and developmental process in reality dozens of convergent habits process and behaviors are responsible if some new colleagues asked you how to succeed at your company it's unlikely that you would refer them to the policy handbook you might educate them instead of the informal rules truces between company divisions and lines that should not be crossed if you work at a successful organization it is probably because company leaders have cultivated organizational habits that provide a balance of power and keep the peace but also make it clear who is in charge companies or in families there are battlefields in a civil war in the early 2000s rhode island hospital was considered to be one of the nation's leading medical institutions however a toxic culture created by arrogant doctors who mistreated nurses and rejected their input led to series of tragic operating room mistakes 
fines and negative publicity the hospital became the poster child for medical mistakes targeted by both local and national media it was a genuine crisis and a new chief quality officer used the situation as an opportunity to implement changes that had previously been proposed but blocked video cameras were installing were installed The hospital became the poster child for medical mistakes targeted by both local and national media. Video cameras were installed in operating rooms, checklists were mandated for a, for every surgery, and an anonymous reporting system was implemented. Changes like these, in addition to new training systems that emphasized better teamwork, empowered the nurses to prevent operating mistakes. As a result, the hospital has since earned several prestigious awards for quality of its care chapter 7 how target knows what you want before you do when companies predict and manipulate habits as companies have begun to rely morely heavy on big data over the past 20 years in order to better predict consumer buying habits they have realized that much that most purchasing decisions are made the moment a customer sees a product Despite a shopper's intentions habits are often stronger than pre-written grocery lists from a retailer perspective however there is a difficult problem these habits are unique to each person if you want to take advantage of this knowledge about how people buy products you can't use one size fits all sales or marketing techniques as a solution companies like target have been collecting individualized shopping data for past decade or so using credit loyalty rewards and frequent shopper cards combined with data that can be easily purchased about your age martial status location ethnicity so on retailers have incredibly detailed picture of who you are what is going on your life If you purchase a box of popsicles about once a week around 6:30 on a weekday as well as mega sized trash bags each July and October target knows that you probably have kids stops for groceries on your way home for work and have a lawn that you need to mow in summer and rake off leaves in fall the algorithms will see that you buy cereal but not milk and calculate that you must be purchasing your milk somewhere else you will then get coupons for milk school supplies lawn furniture and so on while your single neighbor in an apartment across street will receive completely different coupons companies that use these advanced data mining techniques also found something else that is absolutely crucial to their marketing success when people go through major life events they often change their perspective purchasing habits as a result these corporations are extremely interested in identifying when you experience a job change move relationship change or birth of a child and they are very good at it now when target deduces that you are pregnant you will get coupons for diapers and maternity clothes intentionally sandwiched between unrelated ads for lawn movers and beer radio 
stations today uses similar technique to introduce and popularize new songs back when outcast tune hey ya first aired in a complete flop music executives loved the song and their algorithms confirmed their intuition the data gave song one of the highest scores ever when the song was aired however nearly 30 listeners would change the station within 30 seconds At the time the music industry was beginning to realize a fundamental truth about how people relate to songs while most people will tell you something different they care more about familiar type song than its quality in early 2000s male listeners told industry researchers they hated Celine Dion but whenever radio stations played Celine Dion songs they stayed tuned the areas of the brain that processes music naturally hone in on patterns and familiarity In other words our musical preferences don't dictate what we listen to our subconscious habits do With the industry be- beginning to realize this fact Hey Ya was released radio stations recognized that the song was probably failing simply because it was unlike other tunes played in the top 20 They began to sandwich the song between two other familiar popular songs the more bland and unoriginal the better Cementing Outkast's track as part of already existing habit loop in listeners minds Heya went on to win a Grammy, drive 5.5 million album sales and earn radio station millions. The lesson here is not simply to be suspicious of the industry's manipulation of your habits, instead realize that it is a supremely powerful tool to sandwich a new habit you wish to nurture between already existing routines. Small wins are a steady application of small advantage. Charles Duhigg Part 3 Part 3 The Habit of Societies Chapter 8 Saddleback Church and the Montgomery Bus Boycott How Moments Happen At 6 on Thursday, December 1st, 1955, American hero Rosa Parks uttered her now famous refusal to give up her seat on bus. Contrary to the commonly held belief, she wasn't even in the white section and there was already three open seats for the white man to choose. Mr. Parks was in the pioneer of this act of defiance. In fact, within the past few months, two similar incidents has already occurred. It was Rosa Parks, however, who sparked the civil rights outside crusade and as you might have guessed it was habits that were responsible rosa was her community belonging to dozens of religious social charity and hobbyist groups that usually didn't come into contact with each other it all started when the former head of montgomery nac nacp and a white lawyer both friends of mr parks Mrs Parks through her various activities posted her bail and asked her permission to use the incident to mount a legal challenge to the city's segregation laws by the end of the day news of her arrest has already spread throughout the community a much more unusual phenomenon in those pre twitter days and an influential school teacher group had already suggested a boycott on the day of rosa appearance in court four days later these various groups immediately printed and began distributing distributing flyers and within 24 hours word has spread even further it was just the leaders who knew rosa 
hundred of individual group members considered her a friend people who only months before patiently endured the gross indignities of hideously racial legal system and largely ignored similar similar injustice heaped upon strangers now responded to call in mrs park's defense it wasn't that civil rights hero had thousands of close friends she simply had what social sociologists call weak weakness as malcolm gladwell discusses the tipping point weak ties are more important in many ways the close friends for example they tend to be more value in connecting us to jobs because they connect us to groups and information than we otherwise wouldn't know our close friends usually run in same groups we do so they unlikely to be able to connect us much more outside of our own sphere in the cause of montgomery bus boycott weak ties were more powerful because they created pre pressure most people wouldn't want jump to a seriously inconvenience themselves for a loose acquaintance connections created pre pressure you risked losing face so so stand in the community if you didn't participate just like you or i would lose standing if you are in your social circles if you refused to help out a friend of a friend with a resume referral when the town newspaper printed an article about how black community was planning to boycott the buses the city took it in the social proof that everyone was doing it the boycott became a new social habit that spilled into larger social habits of peaceful protest jump starting the civil rights movement and eventually leading to civil rights act of 1964 chapter 9 the neurology of free will are we responsible for our habits In 2010 a cognitive neuroscience researcher discovery Before going that let us see who is Malcolm Gladwell Malcolm Gladwell is an English born Canadian journalist point and talking to strangers many other books were written by him the chapter 9 coming back chapter 9 the neurology of free will are we responsible for our habits in 2010 a cognitive neuroscience researcher discovered something fascinating when he used an mri machine to compare the brains of pathological gamblers against the merely social gamblers when they watched slots roll on a video screen there was some difference in how excited the pathologic gamblers brains were when winning the match displayed more interestingly however the social gamblers correctly registered the near misses as losses while pathological gamblers registered them as wins there is a crucial difference in the habit loop after the cue of near miss the pathological gamblers mind provides a reward creating a habit loop that leads to more gambling the same cue in social it's to reward when he or she stops gambling and escapes the loss of money the subtle difference in habit loop is responsible for the gambling industry profitability and and ruining of countless lives the author questions the morality of holding pathological gamblers responsible for their actions but comes to the conclusion that no matter how strong a habit is as long as you are aware the habit exists you have the ability to decide to change it 
he recounts a story told by author david foster valens there are these two young fish swimming along and they happen to meet an older fish swimming the other way who nods at them and says morning boys what how's the water the young fish swim on for a bit before one finally asks the other what water is like the fish many of us live our life swimming through a world permeated with habits without even realizing it appendix a readers guide to use these ideas the power of habit is perhaps unique among books in that is appendix is the best chapter is the best chapter now that you realize you have been immersed in habits your whole life you can begin to shape them to your will there are infinite habits and thousands of formulas for changing them but you can find what you need by doing this formula identify the routine by following this formula identify one identify the routine though it's not always obvious the easiest part is usually identifying the behavior you want to change to experiment with rewards you can fill in the routine part of the habit loop but to pinpoint the cue you have to experiment with rewards try out a new reward each time you feel the urge to complete the routine for example if you find yourself eating junk food every afternoon try eating an apple instead or drinking some coffee or chatting with a friend for few minutes then set a 15 minute timer and when it goes off yourself ask yourself are you still feeling so much if you are you haven't yet identified the cue keep experimenting and you will eventually figure out if you were actually hungry in which case the apple would work if you were tired in which case the coffee should help or if you sure just need a break which your friend should provide isolate the cue once you have determined the reward that satisfies the cue there is still work to be done to understand exactly what the cue is most habitual cues will fall into five categories location time emotional state other people and immediately preceding action if you have habit you are serious about changing keep a log of your location the time your emotional state the people around you and the action you take immediately prior to your habit after a repetitions few repetitions you will probably able to see the pattern have a plan once you recognize it for have a plan once you recognize it the precise routine reward and cue it should be easy to design a different routine that provides the same reward after the same cue once you have recognized the precise routine reward and cue it should be easy to design a different routine that provides the same reward after the same cue stay alert for the cue or set an automatic alert if the time based or act out your pre-planned routine if it works you have confirmed that you found the right cue and reward and your habit will be easily moldable conclusion it was a revelation to me that habits dictate nearly everything i do and after reading the power of habit i realized that success is personal growth and in most endeavors of life is completely depend on my ability to identify reshape and build my habits aristotle is credited with the quote what we repeatedly do excellence then is not an act but a habit what we repeatedly do excellence then is not an act but an habit habit the more you understand this habits the less importance you will assign to will power goals and any number of facets of your life with much of self improvement crowd obsess
will power can and should certainly be increased through exercise and goals are indeed useful in focusing your efforts and judging your progresses however it is much more effective power and much more effective to focus on habit of doing push ups for 10 minutes every day at 7 am this is establish a goal of losing 5 pounds by next month however it is much more efficient to automate will power and much more effective to focus on habits of doing push up for 10 minutes every day than than it is to establish a goal of losing 5 pounds of body body fat by next month that means process over results fans of malcolm gladwell will enjoy this book narrative style and those <coughs> of you looking for practical ready to implement techniques won't be disappointed the book contains key of shedding the things that hold you back and jump starting your potential what do you learn the summary of power habit this is the amazing book that i have read and charles duhigg i really wanted to meet him in person thank him for this amazing book as the conclusion says it sheds the bad habits or it throws the light on how habits form and how to inculcate them i like i particularly like the concept of this framework of cue routine and reward and be mindful about it so that uh, in future maybe when i wanted to change as now we <laughs> nothing to keep it a secret but everyone has but whenever we want to change we just need to change them and this book possibly and particularly positively helps on that and i find it very very useful and interesting hope you guys enjoyed it too see you next time bye